Hey, welcome to Things About Things. My friend Joe and my friend Brent and myself sat down and talked about places. Think of the places that you have lived. Think of, see if you can think of all of them. Places you've lived for a while, maybe the places you grew up. Did you move growing up? As a grown up, where have you lived? Where have you visited that you really liked that maybe you thought you might want to live? So we sat down and talked about different places and how sometimes they feel the same and sometimes they feel different, how the people are the same and the people are different and it's kind of fun. Hey, speaking of places, Saturday night, October 8th, I'm going to be at a place. It's the Blind Elk Tap Room and I'm doing stand-up comedy with my friend Raheem Andrews on DJ from 6 to 8 p.m. So that's October 8th, Saturday night, 6 to 8 p.m. at Blind Elk Tap Room, telling stories, dancing, listening to music, come join, that's a place. So yeah, Brent, Joe, myself, talk about different places, think about your places while we talk about our places, see if there's some overlap in places. It's things about things. It's really good. Enjoy. center oh pumpkin center uh, but you've been to center. so many places which is probably not the same you what know is pumpkin center that's where you're from yeah <laughs> I don't you just know do that. not seem like it's a someone... small developing country between here and charlotte <laughs> oh, uh, but you seem to have had a good like upbringing right like yeah the best great childhood country life yeah uh four-wheeler hunting fishing G.I. Joe's, Firecrackers, Only Child. But now you've traveled a bunch. Yeah. Like, you've been to a lot of places, right? It's good to get out. Yeah, I mean, all the places that exist divided by how many I've been to, you know, I've not been to that many, but more than others. Yeah. Where have you lived? Out, like, you don't have to go, like, in order of things. Uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is, like, the third coast good experience up there what does third coast mean well you know you got east coast west coast but the great lakes oh right of course my bad yeah yeah. all around michigan makes it sort of like the third coast yeah yeah so it's got its own vibe in that way like up north but coastal you know michigan's got its own sense of being where were you i remember the hand thing yeah so you've got the uh right hand looking at your palm is michigan but then you've got the up yeah yeah that little sliver up top And so uh, I was in southwest Michigan, down here in Kalamazoo. So easy access to Lake Michigan. And then around the Horn, Gary, Indiana, Chicago. Gary, Indiana, Gary, (laughs) Indiana. You heard that song? Gary, Indiana, my home sweet home. It's a real uh, crap hole. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to make a song about it. Gary, Indiana, yeah. I like how you pointed out that the Upper Peninsula is there, even though mm-hmm. you were nowhere near it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't forget the little sliver. Oh, that's where you were? No, I was in the south part. Yeah, but <laughs> you got to hold the other hand up to represent. Yeah, the, the little upper yeah. part. Well, I don't really like the Upper Lower Peninsula, sort of the main body, but up here, 
And Traverse City. Yeah, Traverse City's part. at the top. In the middle, it's very rural. Like, people have cabins and, you know, hunting cabins. Apples. And, like, snowmobile trails all throughout, connecting bars to little towns. I remember that story. Oh, yeah. You were talking about, yeah, the Go only ahead. way to travel from to town to town was by still snowmobile. It was like a Jeep in the summer, but oh, right. snowmobile in the winter on these trails. Yeah. And then, were you the one to tell me the story of, like, the bar in the middle of the woods and you had to snowmobile to it? Mm-hmm. Is that you that, yeah. yeah, a snowmobile and to a bar in the woods. Right? So, so it's kind of on a, on a road. Oh, it was, no okay. No one's using the road. Right. You just came so in it's... through the trail system, and you're like, oh, yeah. a bar. Right. It so feels the... like you're in the middle of the woods, but yeah, it's the Yeah, the trail system doesn't necessarily have to in any right. way be related to the yeah, road system. Exactly. It's just how to get there from here. Yeah, it's just like cold beer and wings. That's so awesome. In the, in the that middle of the woods. That is so cool to me. <laughs> so that's the Midwest? Is Michigan the Midwest? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder if a Chicago type would say yes to that. Yeah, I think so. I'm not confident. I'm, you know, I think it's the Midwest. It's but it feels like its own thing when you're up there. You're not like part of the Midwest. Exactly. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah. And then, are you? Would you say Nevada's the West or the Southwest? West. Or yeah, West. Just West. Southwest, yeah. I think more. Uh, Arizona, New, New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Where does the Midwest hit the West? Probably Colorado. Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Maybe on the other side of the mountains or something. Like. It seems like flat. mountains are... I mean, it's, it's uh, geographically interesting. You know, it's flat and then mountains. Yeah. I have this theory that's not even... I mean, I'm not the first person to think of it, and I've only thought about it, not researched it and studied it, but apparently <laughs> it's a thing that people have done already. In my mind, it was just, you know what's cool? I think people are... A culture is influenced by the place... They are. And it just like, seems obvious as I'm saying it. But like it seems like if you're on a certain side of the mountain or on the mountain or on the flat part of the mountain, that would end up changing the way you are, not just how you live your life. Right. You ever notice how the closer you get to the equator, the more spicy the food? Yeah. Oh, how about that? Is it, you know, is it cool? We like off? it hot. Yeah, well, you sweat and you cool off. and oh, like, so uh, cool. A lot of times, too, it's all finely chopped, so it has a very short cooking time, so you're not mm. standing over a hot stove for a long time. Yeah. That's cool. So what was was food like in Nevada? Um, I mean, pretty American. There's a, a large Hispanic population there, so definitely lots. Yeah, tacos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Traditional Mexican so it might have maybe similar Mato's on Fifth Street in particular. Oh, really? In Reno. To go, yeah. <laughs> that seems similar to Southwest food, in the, in how you're describing that. But it's it's all got this casino vibe too. So you could like, you know, it's like I've never been. Rich, you you rich. lived there too, didn't you? Yeah, I also lived in. The I remember this. That was the that I feel like that was one of our only overlaps. Was yeah. out of Spanish the three of Springs, us was. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Reno. Uh, Reno, I lived in Reno. Oh, you were in Reno? Yeah. Double Diamond Ranch. So oh, sort okay. of the sprawl on the edge of town. The old, new, tiki-taki houses. Yeah, that's Very, South Reno. Then, South yeah. Reno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But I used to like going into the casinos, old casinos to eat. There was one burger called the Awful Awful in the back of oh, the yeah. little skinny. The Nugget. You know. yeah, How about like that? Awfully big and awfully good. And it came with like a pound of French fries. Yeah, like shoestring <laughs> fries, like this massive mountain of fries. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was like a little alley, and you had about six or eight bar mm-hmm. stools you could sit at if you wanted to eat there. And <laughs> yeah. That place is gone, I think. Probably. <sighs> Places yeah. like that just fade, don't they? Yeah, health. It looked like it had been there forever. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't Yeah, I think it was a long time. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was at the back of the little nugget on downtown. Yeah, the little nugget. <clears throat> and so you got Reno, Pumpkin Center, didn't stay. Right, didn't stay. Is there anything in you that would wish you would have stayed in your hometown? No. <laughs> Only that, you know, I have land in my family that I will own one day, so that's kind of the only anchor. It's like a 85-acre track of so, woods. And so if you wanted to just live off the land and have yeah. wood for fuel as well as land for growing food, of and space. probably a water on that much land, yeah. there's got to be some natural water source, mm-hmm. yeah. Creek. You know, kind of a view. So yeah, just the land. No, no to the Reno thing. You wouldn't. You don't wish you would have stayed. No. Because I same with me. My home, Melbourne Beach, Florida. Although I moved around a lot growing up, but Melbourne Beach was the longest of anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I have some fond memories, but I, I really, am so glad. Yeah. But it's this perfect little beach town. Right. It's like two square miles with a couple thousand people and. You kind of know not everybody, but a lot of people, and that sounds beautiful to me. As I say it, I'm like, no, I'd never want to. I didn't. I'm glad I left. Yeah. And every time I talk to, which is rare, when I talk to people that keep up with those people, mm-hmm. like because I I went off to college and never came back. My parents moved when I went to college. So I was just like the guy who grew up there, and then I was gone, and nobody even knew where I went, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, reconnect with people every once in a while, and it's like story after story of like so and so that stayed here and the opioid thing hit hard mm. <clears throat> which i think hit hard everywhere but i think you know you go small beach town of people who like to party and then they stay and then they try mm. whatever and it got a lot of people right you know and who know i'd like to think i wouldn't have but i maybe i would have been one of them you know hard to say man. yeah no, I mean, yeah no better than the people that got hooked on that stuff i just was fortunate enough to not be around it when it was first hitting yeah and then i just knew people that died and and i was like oh i just i don't i'm not gonna do that stuff then but if i was on the frontier of it i might have been like cool it's weird how that always seems to happen where you came from the place you didn't stay yeah, but you are somewhere now where people came from. Uh, isn't that fascinating? <laughs> because people are people, and life right. is life, and places are just what. Yeah, most people are just kind of like oh, the other people when you really <laughs> boil it down. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good things about things quote. <laughs> people are basically like other people mostly. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> I, in all my travels, I still I will say that that's one of the things that I've learned or that I feel. Mm-hmm. People are everywhere. Yeah, and there's an essence about humans that are the same. Even if it's really different. Mm -hmm. It still kind of feels like, well, this is is about what I am used to in life. Right. I can't quite understand what they're saying, but I think I get what's happening here. This feels like home, too. Yeah, it's a common thread. Yeah. And it goes back in time, too. Like here, people lived here and people before them, before them. It's all humanity. That's it. But then we get influenced, though, by if there's people that come, then the blending. And I have this mixed emotions with that because the his, historically speaking, if you look at how a place came to be, it's probably a really bad story 
of a bad people group coming and mistreating and taking and killing. That sucks. But if you but if you temporarily set that to the side, you just go this kind of culture blended with this kind of culture and they learn from each other and it became a new thing. Mm-hmm. That part's cool, but it's it's not cool enough to justify why it happened, but we can't change the past of why it happened. So all that to say is I'm really glad that we have, like, some tacos that are really good. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's like, well, that involves a whole bunch of stealing of land and murder. It's like, I know, I'm just saying I like the tacos. I'm not saying I like how this all happened. And even beyond what you're describing and colonialism and stuff, there's so many people on the planet now that that's just happening naturally. Just more and more overlap everywhere. Yeah, growth. Yeah, we're just moving all around. And you like that? Do you think it's good, bad, or do you not think in terms of good, bad? It seems inevitable, doesn't it? I guess so. The longer humans are here, we're eventually going to make too many of us. Yeah, we'll just as all we advance. Like, yeah, become a more and more homogenized, homogenized culture, world culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in that case, homogeneity is good. In that way of describing it. I'm sure there'll still be some. I think we'll still shitty. have as many murderers. We're still humans. <laughs> yeah, I hate thinking of that because I have this like idealistic hope of like, no, we're gonna figure this out. We were just talking about that the other night, what? weren't we? What were we talking about? Just like, the will humans figure out how to oh, yeah. be in unity with each other eventually? Mm. It's like the the signs are leading to like, nah, it's not looking good for that. Mm. And then I still am holding out to like, nah, I think we're. I think we're growing. Still here. Yeah. Or maybe it's like you always talk about, it's just always going to be a balance. Like, you know, <sighs> it's never going to be all one That's way or the other. That's back to the yin-yang it's thing. Just, you know. Do you think things are getting better or worse? Hmm. Well, um, I think nature is naturally in balance, and we are part of nature. But the more we try to, like, think of ourselves as separate from that, yeah. then we could get out of balance. And humans are just about the only creature that does anything like that, if not the only, right? I would say. We're one of a few, probably the only. I don't know what happens in the depths of the ocean. Right. Yeah, I don't know about everything, but I think we're quite unique. Oh, I want to veer off for a sec. I had a thought the other night that was like, again, so obvious, but I had never thought of it is we're, we are the creature that has dominated the surface of the earth. Like, we, for better or for worse, a lot of worse, we're kind of like, we're the kings of the land. And even if toe-to-toe, one-on-one, a, spe- a certain animal would easily kill us, as a species, we completely have dominated what's happening. For sure. Eventually, if you were to go into the ocean, if you went down deep enough, I just had a hypothetical. I don't know what it would be, but I just I thought of sharks. And I was like adding, maybe, you know, personifying them with attitudes. And I was thinking that they would just be, there's like a world of sharks. Like a shark civilization. They are a civilization. And if one of us somehow were to get to the edge, they'd probably just instantly kill us out of fear. Or out of some, they would be like, you don't belong here. And that's what we do here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they come near us and we go, not even, no way. (laughs) <laughs> we just kill them and we hunt them and if we figured out a way to get down there I bet you they would just be like you do not belong here mm. yeah 
Can you think of any other places in the world? Sharks. Is there another biome where this is a conversation? Like, humans have done this. Hypothetically, somewhere down there, there's sharks or something. Are there other civilizations where, like, we aren't... Uh, we aren't in charge. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, the we micro aren't the, universe. Like, that's where I was starting yeah. to think. Like yeah. mushroom stuff. No, uh, like bacterial colonies. Oh, microscopic yeah. universe. Yeah, they dominate. Yeah, I bet there's some like amoeba worlds that are just <laughs> crushing it. Up, bacteria, yeah. <laughs> bacteria can really yeah set up some major colonization. Yeah, bacteria that uh, grosses me out. Take over, and bacteria has the same duality of two right of the good and the bad yeah <sighs> i just i keep i keep facing this reality that both troubles me and and somehow puts me at peace that things are balanced because right. i've said this so many times i'm like yeah they're balanced but the good's gonna win and it's like that's not balance and it's like <laughs> right. but come on you know i'm like uh-huh. seriously we're leaning that way, right? Please, and it's like there is that's no just way in losing. Right, it's just a perpetual state <sighs> of being. Yeah, I like that. I know. I like it too. Even like <laughs> in the even in the universe, like uh, a planet orbiting a star, like it's just enough gravity to keep it from getting sucked. I mean, to keep it from flying away, but it's not so much gravity that it gets sucked into the star. You know, mm-hmm. we're just balanced in this is there, spot. In that, oh, that's cool. do you really believe there's nothing out of balance though? Uh, it's a seeking balance thing. It's like right. it goes this way and then it goes this way. So, but it's seeking balance. So it's it's always in motion. It's not always in balance. It's always out of balance. But it's there's some tendency to like restore. The restorative tendency. Is but there. the restorative but is simply to balance it. Yeah, not, not to balanced. have the good win. Yeah, maybe thinking of like uh, water, um, and, and and osmosis where the mineral particles want to pass from, you know, a place where there is a lot to not enough, you know, and it's always seeking yeah. to be equal on both sides. What about, like, the worst atrocities? Doesn't it seem out of balance to you? Like, it shouldn't exist? Well, does behavioral things count as That's balance? What, I don't know. I mean, if well, we're balanced, guess, maybe. What, why wouldn't that be included in the conversation? The way we treat each other, isn't that part of it? Yeah, that's right. But we're part of it. So how we act is part of the universe. It's part of the earth. Too subjective, isn't it? Most of it is, but sometimes it just feels wrong. Things just feel wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not part of the balance. But apparently it is. It's part of life. It's just part of what exists. But I guess I'm hoping that that, that this is probably just my, like, religious background. Right? I mean, I didn't grow up in that reli- in a religious background, but being in something that long, there's a leaning towards the bad stuff will go away. I mean, if you just pick just about any religion, That's the they're probably going to be like, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It might be a heaven that you go to, or it might be a nirvana that you experience, yeah. or it might be whatever. Reincarnation. Keeps coming back every week and giving money. We're getting you there. You think that's we're what moving, it is? We're moving somewhere. Well, if like a promise of a future hope. That, yeah, I mean, if you took that away, would people? If you weren't giving them some sort of hope towards something, like I don't know, isn't that kind of the big motivator behind? I mean, for some, for some of them, you know, a a a good happy afterlife 
Yeah. Um, you know, some sort of. But some of them, it's like sense of, it's let's do this now, not an afterlife, but let's fix something here. But that's not like the tenet of the religion. That's something that they're maybe know. using to. Because I mean, the religion itself is answering the unanswerable, right? Like it's yeah. where our our science stops and. You know, which is why it's increasingly we start asking like, why we're here and um, stuff. seeming increasingly obsolete, but you know maybe not there yet. But you know because our science is answering a lot of the questions that religion was required for for most of human history. But what what about take aside a, a system of a religion? Just as a human, do you have any hope that everything's going to be all right? Huh. So far, so good. <laughs> What's okay? Like, we prosper for another few thousand years, we get annihilated, and we're not here to hurt the earth anymore, so everything's okay. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like Mr. Anderson, the humans are the problem, right? Yeah, what is what is okay then? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't occupy my thoughts with it too much. We're only here for a little bit of geologic time, so yeah, lucky to, to be alive. Lucky. And It'll be fine during our tour. I can't get too hung up on like where humanity's going. In like a million I'd be years. Interested? I'd be super curious. Yeah, it's interesting, to know. but really, we're just here to be present yeah. in this moment and alive in this moment, and we are not in control of the future. But you know, when you think of other thoughts like sustainability, you try to do actions and behaviors in a way that does consider the future. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's a big part of the conversations people have about it. Sustainability is not just like, you know, eat, drink, and be merry because you're going to die tomorrow. So in some sense, you think you care about the future, but I don't get too occupied with worrying about it. Doesn't accomplish anything to worry about. Yeah, I mean, as as an organism, we'll have an arc to our existence. Yeah. And I think that's natural. Yeah. There's no reason why we should get hung up on... Humans should last forever. Right. <laughs> just... I like the idea of the, the role of the observer. They call it where that's, we all are just have this whatever little blink of consciousness that allows us to kind of see this world and this existence that is our physical universe. And then we're gone and out. And right. that's what we got was a little glimpse. But aren't we the only ones that even have these conversations, you think? Only sentient beings? On Earth. To say, like, what if there's more? On Earth, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, what if there's something else after this? Well, I think when mice come back with some uh, seeds, the mice are all like, what if, what if there's more of this? <laughs> so huh. maybe that, I don't know how far out that goes. All right. Maybe there's more to this life, you know. But even the afterlife, <laughs> but I think all these conversations, food. we're probably the only ones talking about. Or even, even forget the sharks. afterlife. Oh, yeah. But forget the afterlife. <laughs> what if, are, are we the only ones that say things like, should we figure out a way for our species to live forever? I can't imagine no, the other I would animals. Say that is very instinctual. That is mm-hmm. like every living being. It's it exists to perpetuate itself. Right. That's like one of yeah. the pre-programs. Which of means life. right. Which means if we were to be part of nature, mm-hmm. we should pursue humans never going extinct. Well, I mean, as we, opposed to saying no, we're well, like, just the natural well, part of it. If you're hungry, interest. you should eat, and then you know you should 
drink and you should rest. These are all procreate. You should, you should procreate. You should seek shelter. You should run away from that. You should go toward that. But does that lead to life-preserving activities? Should we create a super machine that saves our brain memories and become part of this multi? Is that good because we're figuring out how to survive? Right. Or, I, or am I back to the false question? It's not good or bad. It just is. They call that the singularity, when our minds are transferable to computers. Our consciousness can singularity. be singularity. Yeah, so we'll we last one longer than we would have if we didn't do that stuff. But do you think we'll we'll still be gone? Uh, well, eventually. It is fascinating. The human brain takes these survival skills and then amplifies it into something ridiculous using technology. Yeah, <laughs> it's so human. It is so human. But uh, if but we're we'll part of it, up. we'll we'll screw up, and the balancing will be like, oh shit, that's a big failure. Yep. Which corrects some other success somehow. Yeah, we're gonna we push trouble. it too far one we'll direction, push it too right? Far. Right. <laughs> Nuclear weapons would be my guess. Unexpected uh, outcomes or from from our our actions continuously yeah. pop up. Did you see they're testing a missile defense system for asteroids? Or they want to. Sense, they're looking yeah. for the funding for it, I think. Hmm. But it's yeah, it's a. They're gonna try and hit some asteroid that's you know way out there. And right. See just see if they can hit it. Yeah. See how. And that's gonna are. lead to the destruction of something else, right? <laughs> something else. Uh, hopefully <laughs> that asteroid. No, from the asteroid, like. Oh, they're gonna take it off course. <laughs> right. And one of them goes. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which becomes the Grand Can- the Grand Canyon of the uh, some other planet. Yeah, and annihilate some other species. And <laughs> we're like, how did we come to be? Years. Well, we did some research and we found out there was another planet mm-hmm. that was testing weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the asteroid got us. Get them. What, what have we found out? Like, you know these asteroids that hit Earth a long time ago? How did that happen? Was it just random? It's like, sort of. There was a different civilization <laughs> sort of that was that. testing their lasers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, geez. All right, well, thanks, I guess. It helped. Helped, right? We should look for laser marks on the <laughs> asteroids. Yeah, on Mars to see. There used to be yeah. several. Let's check for the laser marks. Oh, man. Yep. We went a long way from Kalamazoo on that veer yep. off. Kalamazoo. <laughs> Where have you gone outside of the country? Lots of places, if uh, I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, for pleasure, it seems like I like to go south, just do south. Not you like cross, that equator? Not cross too many time zones. Mm-hmm. So like Costa Rica and Nicaragua and Peru so awesome. and and uh, Aruba. Sort of just go south. But dude, business tends to take you to Europe and Asia. Europe, Asia, Europe, Asia. So you got to go twelve Isn't hours that sideways. <laughs> All right. So does that mean that way is not as fun? This oh, place, the good. fun. Where's the fun? Yeah, is fun is like warm and, and yeah, yeah. South, there we go. South. Yep. <laughs> you want to have some fun? Go south. Go south. You want to make some money? Go west or east. <laughs> or east. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. Want to be alone and cold? Go ride. up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> some alone time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Asia, it's just like uh, China and Taiwan, and Korea, and Japan. Dude. Um, and then in Europe, it's just Western Europe. No, never been to Eastern Europe. Okay. So like, you know, Amsterdam, Italy, Germany, Denmark, Spain, stuff like Most that. Most of those are for your work. Yeah. I mean, I did travel in Europe in the 90s, which was cool. Um, 
pre Sounds cell cool. phone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when you said goodbye to someone when yeah. you left, and you're like, "I'll call you." Right. Eventually, from a phone to yeah. tell you that I'm there safely. You got a, like a packet. <laughs> that was the of only papers. option. And that was not a, that, and that didn't exist too much long before that. It was just like, "I'll see you in six months." Or it was whatever. internet cafes <laughs> at the time. So you find oh, yeah, the yeah. internet cafe, sit down, log Dude, in, check I, your email. I did that. That's I've done do. that a couple of times in traveling mm-hmm. Liberia and stuff. And man, oh man, I was so intimidated. It took forever. <laughs> that it was like I could check one thing and send an email and send it. And that was like my time was up. <laughs> time was up. It was like 30 minutes. It took me to log on <laughs> to Hotmail. Yeah. And then like write the thing and send it because of how long when you clicked on one thing. It was like slow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember- That's a lot of countries, man. Yeah, it was, I wrote them down one time, and um, it was enough. It was a good little cross-section. Um, Get a good sampling from, of the world. A good sampling yeah. of the cuisine. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, I see a lot, of, a lot of noodles there, right. a lot of rice there. <laughs> you find yourself in random places because someone's hosted a meeting in, like, Feldkirch, Austria. Mm-hmm. And it's like a river coming out of the mountains and the beautiful Austrian town totally hydro-powered. Um, it's like your motherland, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and you're sitting there having a, a European beer on a sunny day by the river. And one of your work travel mates was like, hang on a minute, I got to go take a picture in the alley and send it to my wife, tell her how crappy a time I'm having. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, we're having too much fun. This right. It's just not fair. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice to, to see some random places on business. Do you have any that you've gone like, I could live here? Um, yeah, I think you know Denmark was the most welcoming. Probably, I like Denmark. Could you get around with only speaking English? Like, could you live in yeah, Denmark if they? Because there's they know probably half a dozen languages, English being one of them. Yeah, right? they speak English. They like to make money. Mm-hmm. And the business in, the, and luckily the business language is English, so no matter where you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Except for Brazil, it was uh, all in Portuguese, and, and people, I spoke English, but some people wore uh, the interpreter in their ear from the back of the room, which is cool. And you do a presentation, and then they translate it. In real or, time. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking, they're listening, they're talking into the other people's ear. What's, give us a sample of your presentation. Like, what would it be like? What would you say? The thing about wind, guys. Well, wind, am I right? Well, and you're, like, when you go, you know, you're, blows. you're supposed to use simple <laughs> English. So I'm like, oh, I can't think about that because you end up sounding like, you forget how to talk. Like me here to talk wind energy. Yeah, like, too primitive. Like, like Tarzan. Yeah. So you can't think about it. You just have to speak naturally and slowly and minimize the slang. Yeah. And I did my best and it was fine. And I don't remember any samples, but one Department of Energy guy was like, you sound like Mitch Hedberg. And I'd never heard of him before. <laughs> So after after he said that, I became obsessed with Mitch Hedberg. Yes, <laughs> like, what a great way to be introduced like Mitch to Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. You sound like this guy. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? That that would be like an honor for me. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised. But anybody that you mind watching from home, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me look that up. Let me Google that. Oh <laughs> shit! I gotta work on that. Yeah, I know. Every time they. <laughs> When people go, anyone ever tell you you look like? You're like, please don't oh, say somebody horrible. Yeah. Don't say Jay Leno. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Who, who have you gotten? Have you gotten that before? Not too much. Bob's Burgers? No. <laughs> the show. So, uh, it looks like Bob. I could see it. Um, one of the girls at work said that when she was asking me. I haven't watched that show, but she was asking me. I haven't you. either. It's about you. Yeah, she's yeah. like, it could be like your Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Um, no, once I got, I had a guy once tell me I looked like, um, I don't even remember his name. Mitch Hedberg? No. <laughs> I'm going to blank on his name. I always want to say Toby Maguire, but it's not Toby Maguire. It's the guy that kind of looks like him. It probably looks more like me than Toby Maguire does. God, I wish I knew who you were talking about. I think about, he has that's a, a pretty funny Jake description. Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh. Cool, yeah. well, he's n- he's not even in the Toby Maguire conversation. <laughs> They're kind of. I don't think that. I can't. Uh, I can't remember who Toby Maguire is. So. Spider Man. Spider Man, the f- oh. first from twenty years ago or whatever. Yeah. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal looks nothing like and is a completely <laughs> different genre genre actor. On behalf of Jake, I think I'm afraid. They got to Jake though. That's good. Jake's probably at home right now because I mean he's a longtime listener and watcher. Uh, speaking of watcher. It's if you're only listening right now, it we're on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Wow. So, uh, but like, Jake is watching, and he was like, "I'm." Jake's offended because someone thought he looks like Tobey Maguire, (laughs) or like the secondary Tobey Maguire. (laughs) He's already thrown his water glass. Jake has by far bypassed Tobey Maguire, except for if you're talking about Spider Man. Tobey still has a Spider Man, (laughs) but. How about you? I, I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. That's why I'm. Uh, Seems like uh, a, a no one, but I can't. Uh, remember. Michael Bublé. Someone said I look like Michael Bublé, and I was Who's like, Michael Bublé, the singer that's sort of like the new version of Frank Sinatra with the rich voice and the Christmas albums. Gotcha. I wasn't like crooner. I, w- I don't know if I. I don't know if I. How I'll, I feel about I'll, I'll that. I'll check him out. I don't know Michael. <laughs> Bublé. I have mixed feelings with, with, with that. <laughs> He's a handsome. Yeah. Singer, dude, at the same time, I'm like, ah. I don't see it. I don't know. Yeah. I think the house guy, there's that guy, HGTV uh-huh. guy, that looks a lot like you. I've oh, seen him before. Not the rich, like the, where they Which spend one? all that money know. and flip it. Uh. I don't know what the show is. I've just seen, like, in Oh, the I'm sorry. Office. I know he's a, he watches, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is. When <laughs> I've just, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces, and I'm like, I remember one time I was with Brian, I was like, oh, that looks like Jason. How about that? One yeah. of those HGTV I have a guys. strong brow, and sometimes that's what connects me with other people, and they think I look like them, but it's really just like a, just the, brow. <laughs> the brow hangs over. <laughs> so Neanderthal. Look at this part. Yeah, yeah you look sort of like a Neanderthal, way. and so does that other guy. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, the big ears. Yeah, great, thanks. You have big ears just like that guy. Are you guys related? No, we just both have big ears. It's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Did you say Jay Leno? Did people call you Jay Leno? Like that you look like it? At some point, a long time ago. Yeah. I didn't have a beard, so. Yeah, I don't see it, but it's it's a funny it. feeling to be point, like, seriously? I was like, seriously? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. The worst is if it, if people say you look exactly like this guy. Yeah. And you look him up, you're like, what? Yeah. I had one guy say that to me that he thought that I was his high school classmate. Uh-huh. He's like, dude. <laughs> Like he's like you go to so and so's class. I was like, no, no, I'm different. He goes, come on, and he showed me a picture of the guy going, this is you, right? And I was like, no. And he goes, quit fucking around. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not that guy. And he's like, dude, we were in math class together. You know, like, 
doppelganger. And he, it took him about three or four emphatic promises to him when he finally believed. So when you do the bit from Groundhog Day and you just hug him and yeah. say, Phil? I don't know what you're doing yeah. later, Wait. but can you change your plans? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're not who I thought you were. <laughs> and, he, and he ran away. Ned Flanders? Ned, <laughs> Ned not, not Flanders. Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Might as well have been Ned. We just watched that last night. Really? Wow. Just and once? We, yeah, we showed, we showed <laughs> yeah. Gray and Violet. We wanted them. We were like, have you ever seen this? If, well, and they watched it, and they were, they were pretty much like my kids love obsessed that with it. Like, this yeah, is working. Well, it's funny. Needle-nose Ned, Ned the head. <laughs> and I remember thinking last night, like, I, this is a good movie. It's not just famous because it's the Groundhog Day mm-hmm. that repeats. It's a really well-made movie. CJ once referred to that movie as uh, home-style cooking of movies. <laughs> I really like that. You can just always eat it. Yeah, comfort food. That's what it was. It was oh, comfort, comfort food. food. Comfort food movie. It might have been uh, Bill Murray's is best. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, a, really there's like 10 or 20 Bill Murray movies you could say that about, but I feel like that's really up there, man. Yeah. Someone said they should re like do a reboot like you know Top Gun and all the others are doing. Yeah, but it's just the same movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be good, huh? Like yeah, just reshoot it all. The just same actors, same right? But they're older and they just I don't do know, it in some way, or just or it's re-release just the same it. Same one, they re-release it. <laughs> you mean the same one? Yeah, same one. Don't make a new one. No, the same is... one. So it's a re-release. But they wouldn't refer to it as a re-release. I don't know. They would refer to it as a, a remake. When, it, when you watch they would it, just though, release it, it as if it's, it's a new the same movie. One. <laughs> and it would say, "Yeah, don't yeah. even reference." Starring the, Bill Murray, movie. which is totally is. true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks great. Man, yep. McDowell. <laughs> same. <laughs> that was her prime man. She was awesome. I love how when I see movies in that age, there's less stuff that they did to fake. The scene, and then what was her name again? That actor, um, Andy McDowell. Her hair is really curly. She's mm-hmm. kind of known for that hair, and um, I think of it as kind of similar to Kimberly's style, sort of. And Kimberly was like, in real life, in that scenario, her hair would be really frizzy right now, based on the temperature. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. And then it, they did a night scene, and her hair was like totally frizzed out. And she goes, oh, I'm so glad they didn't fix that. Because, like, in modern movies, they would have never allowed her hair to get frizzy. Right. They, but in Groundhog Day, her hair is frizzy. Oh, cool. And that's the... Wow, I never really noticed that. Really real, man. What a good movie. <laughs> it's just real. Yeah, they just filmed him talking, and I looked it up, and somebody uh, analyzed the movie to, to, to estimate how long he was... Uh, was in the looting it, and it they had estimated it was something like thirty years or something, based on the number when he, the things that he did, oh, and then when piano he, playing got really yeah good. that's that was a big part of it was years. like if you went in for one hour a day, mm-hmm. from never knowing how to play the piano, how long would it take you to do that final scene that he did in the bar? And they were you know they said that's an X number of years, so he had to have been there at least that. And yeah. that was after he did all these other things. You the know. ice sculpting. Yeah, how to yeah. get good. So was, he was there for like 30 years. And yeah, then you're like, man, that makes the emotional background of that movie have more depth to it. When he was like right, having the dates with her. Because the first like year, it's kind of like he's just trying to get laid. 
<laughs> and he yeah. just plays this angle, that angle, that yeah. angle, and he gets so close. <laughs> and then he's like, well, that wasn't, that's not the fullness of why, what I want to do with my time here. And then he wanted to just die over and over again for a long time. Yeah. And then he, then he wanted to make people happy. It was like, oh, I could help them. And he still knew it was going to repeat. And that's when, it, that's when it gets like, I don't know. I was like, this is a really good movie. It is good. Yeah. Do you like the Tom Cruise modern version of that when he's like shooting aliens? Have you seen that one? Live, die, repeat. Yeah, it was keeps, called that? Isn't that what it's called? Live, die, repeat? I don't know. But it has Tom but Cruise. Is it the one where he doesn't know that he's a... He keeps coming back. Oh, I was thinking of a different one where he was a clone. Like Spoiler get, alert, he's in one there. he was a clone, and he didn't know he was the clone, one of many clones. Uh, but, okay, I have seen that. You hit and the they, beach, you shoot the Yeah, 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 and you have to get further. It almost was like playing a video yeah. game, and you're like, I got to here. But he keeps repeating. Yeah. yeah. What was the moral of that one? Uh, the moral? Yeah. Was there right. like... Keep getting better at playing piano, because one day you'll have the bar scene. <laughs> it's the same thing, but it was like shooting aliens. Yeah. Save the world. <laughs> keep trying, you'll save the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good T-shirt, a Brent quote. Uh, make sure you keep practicing that piano so you can kill the aliens. Years and years of hard work, practice. You too can get almost to the end of the aliens. <laughs> what? Save the world. <laughs> Save the world. Save it. Yeah. Hmm. Punxsutawney, Indiana? No. Pennsylvania. 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 Have you guys ever been to Pennsylvania? Been to it? Yeah, through it. Where is that? In the where region? Is that the Midwest? No, uh, no. Northeast. Yeah. Really? I'd say Northeast running into, like... So is it New England? Uh, not Ohio. quite. Ohio. What is Ohio? That's... I don't know either. That's the part of the country That's that I've spent the least like time, and I don't have a, Rust Belt, a name for it. Because, you know, if I say, like, Southeast, I know what that means. I say New England, I know what that means. If you say... So, Southwest, if you say Pacific Northwest, if you say Midwest, I go, I think I know. Then there's all these other states where I go, I don't I'd know which one that's it. Northeast into the Rust Belt into the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And all of the longtime listeners are pro- that are from that part are like offended that I don't know where they live. I'm sorry <laughs> to all the fans out there. The yeah. East Coast, you know. But Pennsylvania's in the, you know, it's, it's in the north, it's in the east, <clears> but it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's a big uh, state. It's big. I've been there. I, went, I flew into Pittsburgh wide. and drove an hour or two. It's big. It's wide. It's important. <laughs> I drove like an hour or two outside of Pittsburgh to be a part of a wedding. And it was ve- it was much more like here than I expected. Which remind that right. circles back to most places are kind of like places. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Every Same time. mountains. Kind of yeah. There have out. been a yeah. few times, though, that I, maybe the further you get to the other side of the world or maybe that, that way, too, mm-hmm. is when you finally go, oh, wow, this is different. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, if you head uh, west, it takes a while. You get, you know, it's the same until you get halfway across Oklahoma, and then it, then you hit the plains. And, it looks and you're like, this is, I'm not home right now. Right. But I'm, I'm a, not in Kansas. It's a whole day across yeah. Tennessee. No and wonder. there's Arkansas, which is the same. Yep. And then there's kind of the Mississippi Valley, you know, river. Yeah. But still, it's really kind of the same until halfway across Oklahoma until it changes. It's pretty far. That swampy <laughs> Mississippi, that like mm-hmm. Louisiana, Mississippi. Deep south, yeah. Uh, that bleeds into Florida. Right. <clears throat> but it, Florida 
was never part of the Confederacy because right. it was owned by Spain. So it's got that swampy southern, but it's not the Confederate background. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's not the same version of a southern person. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It's not like there's the south. I'm not saying it's a great thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm just its saying thing. it's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I think Florida is its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. But I think it's the swamp like California. swampiness meets not part of anything. They're just by themselves. And mm -hmm. you go, yeah, that sounds just like Florida. It's like swampy and they're just alone. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. That's the terrain it's and a, the history, right? And it's, it's a peninsula. It kind of sticks out. And that naturally just sticks out. But right. then where I grew up, not on the Gulf of Mexico side, which is more swampy, it's closer to the swampy ones. Mm -hmm. Central Florida is like, you don't even have an ocean, so you're just yucky and hot yeah. and mosquitoes. It's like, don't live there. <laughs> okay. And I think it leads to, like, a Florida man. It It's because they're just upset because their life sucks. <laughs> You know, if you flat. just live in the middle of Florida, not near the ocean, you just don't like your life. <laughs> and I'm so, I just want to apologize to all the <laughs> listeners from Central Florida. I love you. Uh, but, maybe, but I grew up maybe. on this little sliver island on the East Coast. Mm, yeah, uh, It wasn't part of the swampy state. It was literally a sliver island with a bunch of surfers and skaters. So I didn't grow up when people say, like, Florida. It's like, no, it wasn't like that. It was, it was more like Cal L.A. Junior. It was, like, not as cool as, like, L.A. people skating. But I had friends who skated in the, the 80s pools that hadn't been filled up, like, out of the movies. Mm -hmm. I watched kids do that yeah. and get sponsored by, like, Powell Peralta on their, their skateboards. And I watched Kelly Slater surf uh -huh. when he was 15 and I was 10. Wow. It wasn't like, oh, Florida. I was like, no, it was freaking like a scene out of a movie. Mm -hmm. And then I'm good like, scene. yeah, it's a good scene out of a movie. Yeah, there are a lot of scenes of Those movies, aren't scenes. there? Yeah, there are really horrifying ones I never want to see again. <laughs> it's a good scene. That sounds cool. But I wouldn't have, but I'm glad I didn't stay. So that's a nice little callback. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems cool, but it's like, mm. It's not like you think. I like visit, visiting beach towns, but uh, always gives me the willies thinking about living there permanently. I'm like, what about the off season? You know? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to make it to the off season? Yeah. Because you're in this little resort town. Oh man, when I visited beach. Maine, mm -hmm. I was like, this is super cool. But can you imagine living here and owning a business right there? Mm -hmm. You just shut it down and board it up for like five months. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you have money, you're probably like, sweet. Sounds great. Sounds Let's good. travel, right? But if you ha but if you can't afford to pay like those five months, you're yeah, like, that's sure. not great. If yeah. you had if like all things considered, you have all the resources you need. Oh, shutting down for five months. Yeah, if you can do it. It's season, time to take a deep breath and like ease it. up on our muscles every day and waking up as early every day. Let's mm -hmm. sleep in a little bit and when I lived in Massachusetts, I had a seasonal job. We got laid off in late November and didn't work for four or five months. And it was, like, crazy. It was awful. Yeah. Stir crazy, you know? Just Unless you have even more means and you can travel. Right. Yeah. Well, we traveled around New England, but that was just, like, more cold. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you want to go to a different gray place? Yeah, let's go yeah. to Vermont. They have a, for they have a cool weeks. museum there. Let's go to New Hampshire. It's all just the... Uh, yeah. 
You have your layers? All right, we're going to go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> you had a friend that would work like six months in nuclear plants. Like really oh. techie job, like calibrating instruments or something. And then the other six months, he had enough money to just like work on his Jeep and travel and kind of hang out and do stuff, play. Yeah. About half and half. Sounds great. Yeah. For me, travel is so important for my soul. Like I, I, it's like if I don't go away for a while and experience something different, yeah. if it needs to be like far enough, like I'm not like I have to go to Charlotte at least once a month. It's like, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, when you get, when you go somewhere where you go, oh, this is, this feels different than home. Mm-hmm. When I go to Charlotte, I don't, I'm, I'm just visiting Charlotte or Johnson city. I'm like, there's a target and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like nothing against Johnson city. I'm sure it's great, but I'm not like, oh yeah have to get there mm-hmm. it's not doing far enough to be traveling to, 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 to satisfy your traveling boat. but when i went to michigan and it was like in winter mm-hmm. and it was like walls of snow <laughs> and then i walked i went to the to one of the lakes on the edge and felt the freezing i was like i'm visiting somewhere else right now mm-hmm. that i don't feel that in charlotte or whatever right yeah I, I think Richmond might be a place that I would feel that, although maybe not enough of that. But I've heard it's super. You li- used to live there, right? For like yeah, five, ten years. I was years. thinking of Richmond as like one of those places that when I visit, I feel like I'm not here. But yet, it's still kind. If someone were to write down on paper, it's like describing half the towns in the South that have sure. some coolness yeah, to them, right? Totally, yeah. Like Asheville, it's like oh, you should cool. Like the food's a little bit different, the music's a little yeah. bit. Like uh, actually, there are several places like that. Richmond just carries a little more like it's got like more street cred or something. It does bigger city too, you know more. You know the the music that does come out of Richmond and art is. Would you say it's similar to maybe Austin, Texas, where someone describes Texas, but then separately they describe Austin, Texas? When I lived in Richmond, I visited. Austin, Texas, and while I was in Austin, everyone I met was from Richmond. That is it. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that must be this. I think that's the little Richmond. If you if you take you know United States, cut it in half, go to the bottom. You have towns that are like the South has a way about it, but there are these other towns that are different, like sister yeah. cities or something. But then if you go Pacific Northwest, you're going to have Oregon and Seattle, and then I've. I meet people from Boone. Mm-hmm. There's like this weird, like, mm-hmm. angle triangulation of energy of like, you're in Boone and you f- you're a Boone person. I bet you you might like Portland, right? You know, uh, or people, Oregon. Yeah. yeah, or or Oregon in general, like yeah. Bend or some of these places, like an hour outside of Bend. Right. But even then, there's like a mountain that divides Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when people in Boone are like, you should try Oregon, they're probably talking not about only side. one of the sides of the mountain. Yeah, not the east side. Though. And yeah. that's what I mean about, but and that comes from something about the mountains mm-hmm. affects the people's energy. And the trees and the water and the mountains. And they become a, per, a people of wow. the, like if we're going to use indigenous, like native language, they'd be like, oh, those are the people of the trees mm-hmm. or whatever. It'd be like, Cloud heads. they act different. Than the people of the plains, yep. and it's not wrong. It just is what it is, right? But you have, but you also have just a natural divide of oh, it's just the reason that we're different is like I live on that side of the mountains. It's super hard to get to the other side, so I don't even see them. So I never learn anything from them. <laughs> True. So we're different. Separate. 
But with the internet and with roads, mm-hmm. it's just like you can be on the other side of the mountains like in a few hours instead of in like a month. Right. Of maybe you'll die. You just like go and have a meeting there. So I bet you they're more alike than they were 100 years ago. Right. You know what Beckett's been playing, speaking of traveling, he's not going anywhere, but he uh, plays a game with his friends online where you're basically you're dropped into a, a Google Street View and you have to figure out where you are. And, you, you know, you get clues and you click on the map and then you get points of how click... How, how close you click to where the picture was taken or where you are uh-huh. on the Google Street View. Uh-huh. So he's like looking at the signs and looking at the cars and like can recognize the the type of like um, uh, speed, speed limit sign. He's like, oh, this is Europe. And it narrows it down in his head and then looks at the sky and looks at the roads and looks back at the cars and looks at the people and then clicks. And he's like, oh, six miles from the, from where... That images, you know, it's pretty, that is amazing. And no, and it's really quick too. And he's like looking around real fast. This is a savant of some kind. And I'm trying to right? do it with him, and I, I, he makes me literally made me car sick because he's like go this way and go left, right uh, down. You know, he's like clicking like madman and figuring it out, and then answer. And it was really fun, but I couldn't watch him do it because it was so fast. Like looking around, like where am I? Where am I? <laughs> That's cool. But it's wild. Wow. You know, he's gone all over the world. Like, oh, I'm in Alaska. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's going to give him the travel bug like you have. Like yeah. he's going to need to go to those places. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm trying to play catch up too because I think for a long time I didn't really go for pleasure. Right. It was like I, with my job, my jobs, I would have like travel and do this. Mm-hmm. And I would try to glean like, well, I'm here to do this thing for my job. But I also want to experience this, and sometimes you can't really make that decision. Sometimes it's like, well, you can't abandon why we're here and just go and visit the towns and whatever. Right. So I'm more of a guy that I want to like show up and eat what is actually eaten there and not be like separated from the people that I'm with. Mm-hmm. I want to just be a part of that and yeah. just go, what do you eat? Because that's what I want to eat. Don't give me the... the like pizza. Yeah, don't give me the thing <laughs> you think that I eat. Yeah. I'm here to eat the thing you eat. Uh-huh. The only time I've traveled to Europe was to England, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. I did this trip in, as a teenager, and I really, I stayed. We stayed with host families when yeah. they would put us up for a few days at a time, and I was like, I really want some lamb, and they were like, What? <laughs> I was like, Lamb. I was like, I want lamb. They're like, You don't want lamb? We made you steaks. Right. Like, I don't want a steak. I want lamb. You know, like they eat. You know, lamb is just their cheap meat. Mm. So they were trying to be give very you hospitable. The, give the, the nice, top of the line one. Yeah, right. I'm like you're serving an American a steak. Like, you know, some like chicken breasts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give you a hamburger. This is American food. A hot dog. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't be the person who visits somewhere and then. You know, gets off the plane and then looks for the McDonald's. Like, I yeah, can't can do it. Imagine. That being said, it might be because I've, there, I haven't visited that place in the world yet that right. I would go, I cannot one. do this. Uh-huh. Give me the McDonald's. Right. Um, but if I were to do that, I think something inside me would feel like I failed this thing about me. You know what I mean? I don't know. You just have to be easy on yourself because... Um, there's some bad shit out there. Well, you never know. Like, or my, stuff you don't like. One of my favorite places in Beijing is the Pizza Hut uh, that I found yeah. <laughs> near my hotel. 
Because it was lively, full of locals eating all kinds of weird stuff, mostly not pizza. But it was still a pizza hut, but you, you were eating dumplings. It made you feel reassured because it was a phrase that you knew? Uh, because I was like, ooh, I can eat here. and But it was just like all locals having a great time. They were playing this like kind of hacky sack game. So that's the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, I was like, why, you, why, why am I at Pizza Hut in Beijing? But it was great. <laughs> right, because eventually, even if it's a Pizza Hut, it is a Pizza Hut full of the people that live there. Yeah. Do, just living their lives. Yeah, eating good at food. At their place called Pizza it Hut. Wasn't, it wasn't Americans in there, right? I, that's really obvious now that you say that. <laughs> so the, the name of it was really irrelevant. It was, so the, yeah, it was a variety of foods. Yeah. That's less about the cuisine. Yeah, but it was. It wasn't like, like I restaurant. must have American version of pizza right now. It was like mm-hmm. it wasn't that. Well, you know, you are challenged to like decide where to eat, even in Boone, right? Like, where should we eat, or what should we eat? So it's even harder in Beijing. You're like, I just need to eat something, and everything is. I don't know what that is. Then you're like yeah. Pizza Hut. <laughs> I see so that. You get a little but comfort. Did they even serve pizza? That's the question. Yeah, they had pizza. So they, they're like, we'll give them the pizza for those that need that because they point to the little triangle food yeah, and they they give it the to pizza, them. But it was a wide, a wide menu. That's cool. <laughs> I like that, man. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to McDonald's after all. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> went to, <laughs> Brian went to Shanghai for work a, couple, a few times, and her mm-hmm. favorite restaurant to eat there was called Really Good Seafood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah, I have, the places I've visited, oftentimes I just kind of remember a handful of stories about people, mm-hmm. you know? And then rarely is it the terrain. Mm-hmm. But I think it's mostly because of the purpose of the places that I went were just, like, for my job, it was like you're not there to focus on the terrain. You're, you're there to focus on this pe- the stories of these people. Mm. Now, there was never a voice that said that to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just a feeling of, like, that's not what we're doing here. Your sense of responsibility. Yeah, that's it. But then there were some exceptions. Rwanda, the mountains and hills of Rwanda and the the layout, you just go, this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know? In Liberia, I did not feel that way, except for on the coast. Yeah. On the coast, I was like... This is one of the harshest and most beautiful short coastlines I've ever seen because they're, they're where I was. There wasn't any development on them unless you count a thatched like little hut. Wow! And I don't, I wouldn't consider that developed land. You know, humans decided to sleep there because it's awesome. That's how I would describe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I got inland, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> but in Rwanda, I was just like, this place is amazing. Wow! You know. Mm. And, uh, but in Ukraine, it wasn't really the terrain, although there's some pretty, it was mostly, it was a lot of like, we're on the interstate, it's, everything's green. And then you get off here and there's like a town with a whole bunch of green hills. And I was like, that's kind of like here. Right. But the people, uh, it's the first time in my life that I've ever been somewhere that I felt like I looked like them. Mm. And so I'm Eastern European. Yeah. Um, like. Lithuanian mostly and it's not the same as Ukraine but it's close enough that you're like they're kind of the same kind of people which is like the one of the only ways you're allowed to be racist by the way I think you're allowed if there's other white <laughs> Europeans you're allowed to be like they're basically all the same though but you're not allowed to say that if they're a different color than you right you can never be like yeah 
they're all the same. Like you can no, they're about not. Your own wife, but as soon as someone else does, it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not right. cool. <laughs> or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being racist right now, or or, or something is against Ukrainians and Lithuanians or whatever. But anyway, but I'm Lithuanian. Yeah, and I went to Ukraine and I was like, I feel like I'm one of them. I didn't expect the feeling either. I wasn't coached into it. No one had told me that that happens to them. I was just like, the women looked pretty and the food was amazing and all the clothes they were wearing were exactly what I would want. And I was just like, is there a DNA thing where you just go, this is my people? You know? (laughs) Yeah. I've never never felt it. Sort of sounds weirdly tribalistic as I say it out loud. But as a neutral, not good or bad, just something that is like, feel connected here. I probably need to go to Denmark or northern Europe where most of my bloodline seems to have come from to see if I feel at home there. Maybe that's why people do those things. (laughs) I've never thought about this. You know, people try to find out where they're from and Mm -hmm. Ancestry.com or whatever. They want to feel that. Maybe they want to feel that. Mm. And maybe I felt that buzz of like, am I one of them? I I want to go to Lithuania. A story about people that donate their DNA yeah. to those like ancestry ones and stuff. So, like a thousand years from now, way yeah. in the future, they uncover this database of a bunch of DNA from man a thousand years ago and they decide to clone them. They're like, let's make these people. And they accidentally bring their consciousness with them. And all of a sudden, all these people from a thousand years ago, like, wake up. <laughs> and then, you know. Shit probably goes bad, but you just like wake up in the future and like you're in this new body and like you died of old age and yeah, like you're, you're, you're yeah, they got your yeah, you're like, dude. You oh, need to write shit. that. That would be a good book or like sci-fi <laughs> series. A bunch of you, like, hey. Because yeah. it's like time travel. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You could have multiple. Yeah, it is. It's like time travel because you. It's like you, us now, but waking up. Long time. For yeah, me. and you have to write that code and make that person. Yeah, and it, it's just like an experiment, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then are those be, people, do they have souls? Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could play with that. But, like, the people that make them, there'll have to be, like, some kind of conflict where they need to, like, be Get back free or go. Yeah. yeah, or they just want to be killed because, like, they can't handle it. Or, you know, there, would be, there would be the the people who, they're part of the, the system doing it, but they would feel bad for the Think for them of, and be uh, like, we have to help them. Fry at Futurama. Uh, you just woke up a thousand years later. It's yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like reincarnation slash resurrection yeah. slash time travel. Happy to be alive again. Yeah. <laughs> you just go like, didn't ask I for thought it. I died. Well, you're not. It's all, because, all right, let's go. <laughs> it's all because you sent in your DNA to yeah. like some website <laughs> that right. collected it. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, if you want to live forever... Join Ancestry.com. Well, you better give somebody your, your digits. Yeah. Or 23andMe. Yeah, get in that uh, database because you just never know. Right. You want to live forever? <laughs> 23andMe.com. Yeah. <laughs> I plan See you in forever. a couple of millennia. I want to live forever, but I don't really think of that as a literal thing. But right. if someone would... this body? Yeah, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean I want to make that happen or that I think that it will. It's more if someone just went, you want to live forever? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> of course I do. I don't want to die. 
I know I'm going to die. sounds like a curse, like it's a trick. Yeah. Yeah, like it can't just be like, right. you don't live forever, take this pill, it's over. Right. It's like there's a catch. Forever's You're frozen in carbonite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Technically speaking, Great. that's the deal with the devil. <laughs> Want to live forever? Yeah. Carbonite. They could wake Shit. you up like one day every year or something. That'd be cool. Like a strategy of living forever. Just check yeah. in. Yeah, wake just wake up. Wake up once a year. <laughs> Check yeah. in. Check your email. <laughs> cool. like, you're like, there. oh, I knew oh, your great great grandfather <laughs> yeah. for like a minute. Yeah, watch some news. <laughs> one day. We hung out one day. I met him once. And then I went back to sleep later that day. Yeah. That's a miserable way to live forever. <laughs> you only live once or maybe a million times. But yeah, I think I'm doing second half of life way of thinking. Like as you, you kind of like you grow up a child, adolescent, young adult, and then you hit something that's you could say middle age or something. Mm-hmm. And as you feel yourself start to tip, that way you go, Oh, that's right, I'm gonna die. Mm. Like when you're young, you shouldn't. I mean, you, I think it's healthy to know that it exists, right? But when you're 10 years old, you hopefully wouldn't be like, I oh, were gonna, I'm gonna die one day, right? You're just like, What is life like, and how do I learn, you know? Start no, to, it's like, yeah, it's a fact of life. It's, we're all going to die, and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, and it's fine. <laughs> and then it's like I'm becoming more at peace with that. Yeah. But I don't want to die. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's it's coming to peace with it. Because of FOMO? If you die, you'll miss out on stuff? No, it's just because <laughs> it feels like I don't want it to end. Yeah, right. Maybe that's the same thing, but not necessarily so. missing out on an experience as much as, like, yeah, you know, I don't want it to end. Yeah, I'm just curious. Right. I want to, like, see what humans do. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep... Space elevator, come on. I'm just thinking more <laughs> selfishly. I'm thinking more selfishly. I'm right. thinking, like, if I live for, like, Groundhog Day, if I live forever or whatever, it was really just 30 years, right? It wasn't forever. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting point. What? Maybe 30 years of a fulfilled life. And you feel if you do something for thirty years, and you maybe that's, that's what it means to live forever. Like years. you did it right, right? You know, thirty know. is maybe the best next best thing of forever. <laughs> thirty years. Thirty years. <laughs> Just doing something for a long time. That seems like a long time to do something, or fifty or a hundred years. You know, like if, yeah. But anyway, what I was gonna say, if I live forever. Be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Italy and experience that terrain and live there for what would be like a lifetime or yeah. two lifetimes or three lifetimes, like a two hundred years in Italy and go, Man, I love Italy. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go to Spain now. And I'm gonna live there for like three lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And like right. know every trail of every and every waterfall and like the way that the food grows there, and the way that there's you eat, and, you'd and then have to get some, you'd have to have some pretty stable mental health. But I think so you're too. You're making it sound good, though. Yeah, I, I think eventually you're like, yeah, and then you go crazy. Yeah. Like you know, you go crazy eventually, right? <laughs> so I think what I'm saying is, I think I want to live for like thousands of years. Right. <laughs> maybe not forever. You can kind of piece it together in your or, head, like, yeah, I could do that. Or maybe that's still too many. The forever part would drive you crazy. So if it was long but finite. If I had to put a number to it, I would just say, like, I would ideally want to be uh, physically able, not just technically alive, but, like, (laughs) able to have the resources and time and energy and health to travel and to be active and to do things 
to cook and to travel and to play and to exercise and to frolic, whatever. I want that. Frolic. Frolic. If you can frolic, you're, you can do stuff. Yeah. Can you still frolic? Yeah. You ask a <laughs> person that's in the elderly home and they barely move, like, you want to go frolic? And they're like, I like, can't. And those I days are that. done. Yeah, like, I want to be able to frolic for, like, a few hundred years? Sure. And then if I was, like, at the end of a few hundred years like of fro- frolicking, yeah, be like, I'd be like, no, I think I did it. Like, I think I got this thing out of my system and I lived a full life. A few hundred years. A few hundred years of active with resources and love and relationship and community. Things you can't guarantee, but I'm just saying in a hypothetical. The sweet spot of life when, like, you're you're alive and you're healthy and you're around people you love. I want that for a few hundred years. And then at the end. But the shitty thing is, that ain't how it works. No. And that makes me sad. Like right. the thought of like, oh, you know, like maybe if you're lucky, twenty or thirty more years, and you're, and that's it, man, and you're gone. I'd be like, that doesn't, that doesn't feel like enough for me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I don't have a choice. That's what you got. That's what I got. I'm going for another sixty. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> but I'm talking frolicky. Yeah, frolicky. You know what I'm saying? Like my I don't. My grandma could frolic. She's yeah. hundred years old. I don't think my grandma could frolic at hundred. Yes, yeah. that's good to know. I've never met it's, a it's, I've never met know, a hundred year old frolicker. The same. Well, yeah. they're still moving. But, they're active. But she per, could they're in. They're part of life. And, an active yeah, part know. of life. That's it. Yeah, you can still like sit around games. and play Uno and have a chat about things, and yeah. it's kind of fun. And mm-hmm. that seems like a little bit of a frolic. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, you want to go to <laughs> you want to go to like Aruba tomorrow? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You know. <laughs> Big time frolic. Yeah, like, oh. that would be so cool. And for the curious, like, Joe, it'd be cool if you could go into, like, observation mode, where you're just barely aware of what's going on, but you're pretty much... Yeah, you're like a big brain. Like, so, a Joe brain. Curious, so, so that's, going. Don't that's worry how about I would me. describe Ooh, good idea. If, uh, <laughs> if we got to choose our afterlife, uh, that's what I would choose. Observation mode. Uh, yeah. A glimpse of what humanity just does. watch. 10,000 yeah, years. Happens. And it just goes... <laughs> 50,000 years Slow later, show and you're speak. like, whoa, good job. <laughs> Five million years later, and you're just like, good. Those are big jobs. <laughs> yeah. Ten million, you're like, this is nice. <laughs> good idea. Like, I would have never thought of that. This system's like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know when, how long it's been. Tuesday when? <laughs> Wait, when, when? <laughs> that, that creeps me out to think about that. Mm-hmm. That scenario creeps me out. I feel like I would go like, no. <laughs> and then I'd go, wow. wow. And then Black I'd cars. go. Yeah, and then most of the time, eventually, we'd be like, I don't even understand what I'm observing. Mm-hmm. Things would progress, don't you think? It would progress so much that you'd go, I don't even know what I just saw. Show your smartphone to someone from 100 years ago. Yeah. Or, or take them for a, now think about this, take someone from a long time ago. A ride in a car, and it's like so fast. Oh, yeah, they can't even go. Or lose their mind on I forty. Like yeah, holy right. shit! Or then, like the like, taking off drive. in an airplane yeah. and then looking down, you'd be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> that is probably just gonna keep going. I guess I don't know. Or we'll crash. Or we'll crash. Like, do you think there's a chance that we used to be more advanced than we are now? <laughs> and not C- know. civilization. And we, and we don't know it. Like way back. Yeah, pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, do you think that maybe whatever genocides happened buried 
an entire identity and knowledge of what they did. And that we're finally, we're picking up little pieces and we go, wow, they actually had a really complicated way of doing this math to do these things. Sure. Did they get lucky or is there something we don't know about the angles? And it's like, no, they were fucking more smart than we are. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I believe that. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. But I don't really, I mean, there's no proof, but it seems like when the Spanish could steal 500 million tons of gold from the South, those in South America, Mm -hmm. they had 500 million tons of gold that they had made beautiful art into. Mm -hmm. Those are not savage animals. These are like, I think, here's my thought is they went, I think they went further than us, but in a different direction of advancement. And Mm -hmm. what I mean is like, it didn't have as many of those like, plastics that Factors. preserved it and stuff. Because right. if somebody visits our stuff five, ten thousand years, they're gonna get like there's a lot of one use plastics that are still sitting there. <laughs> you know. But they didn't have that. So I think that it just is gone. It's like dust. Mm-hmm. And all their knowledge was like Could have even here just been oral you know, yeah, tradition. Here in some uh inscriptions that are writings. Or they could be really good dancers, but <clears throat> damn that, there we go. Now that they're dead you really can't tell. <clears throat> I love that perspective. Paintings. What if it's like, well, what were they good at? Did they, like, science? It's like, they're amazing dancers. <laughs> that's a good joke, dude. Next level. That's a good joke. That's a, that's a usable joke. But it's also very possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're... It's like, now all the cave paintings make sense. Yeah, you should have seen them play the flute. <laughs> it was so beautiful, the way they played the flute. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I bet there were some good dancers, though. Remember my remember the flute joke? The uh, uh, what's the what's the lady from the sixties or seventies? He let me borrow the album, oh, with, yeah. and she's the she has kind of like a little miniature fro uh-huh. and just a, a revolutionary flautist is what it said. Yeah, uh, she's Bobby a famous. Humphreys. There we go. Yeah, Bobby Humphreys. Um, <laughs> it was like revolutionary flout is like changing on her on the vinyl like on the back it says like changing the way that you know the flute the flutes experienced in bands it just it hits my funny bone because I'm like it feels like the smaller the instrument the less you're allowed to say that about music (laughs) you're like you bring in a certain kind of big thing you change the music you don't change the music with a flute (laughs) But technically speaking, any think of any any song that you like now pictures of flute. <laughs> it's fun because you game changer, game changer. That's how I feel about music, though. It's like somebody play, drops a flout, a flute. You're like, they brought a flute into this song, so maybe that's what Lizzo, she was thinking. Does Lizzo play the flute? You know, I yeah. do my hair. Too. Yeah. They played the flute. <clears throat> so maybe she was, Bobby was right. Yeah. There was music and she's like, I'm bringing a flute, flute into this. Right. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> so I was like, how small can the instrument be? And you still say that. It was like a kazoo. <laughs> That's what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> like as a kazoo. So imagine someone kazoo. making an album and putting on their like revolutionary kazoo. <laughs> Probably up there. On YouTube. Yeah. And then it was a, uh, what was it, a. Uh, that little mouthpiece. <laughs> Changing. I saw a guy on YouTube that was really rocking the jaw harp the other day. And so the joke goes further. Really Ready? Good. It goes, keeps getting smaller. And um, 
and then you have nothing. Just your but voice. The, but just the more funny it is that you say it, the more true it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's little tiny, the, what's the other thing something? Harmonica? Oh, harmonica is a good example. But small. I was thinking even smaller, but you go with harmonica. Small harmonica, like a miniature harmonica. A miniature oh. harmonica. <laughs> and the more you're willing to whistle. lean into that, a whistle, a, wh- a penny whistle or a whistle, the more you lean into that being true, the more true it is. Mm. Imagine a band, and you're like, tell me about the band. And they go, the lead musician plays this tiny harmonica. That's the main <laughs> instrument. It'd be like, are you serious? Like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, a blade of grass is their lead instrument. You're like, I've got to hear this. <laughs> but if the instrument came in too big, like a cello leading, uh, it's also weird. It is. It seems like a side <laughs> one. should be in the back, man. You're <laughs> too big. The, the bass player comes out. <laughs> Boy, you're like, whoa. What are you doing? Go in the back and do normal little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the instrument just the right size, like guitar. I, I remember the first time I saw like mm. a kind of a punkish band with the lead was the bass player. I was just like, "You're not supposed to be standing there." <laughs> Doesn't that? Sting. Did you ever have that feeling? I've saw, I you have, were into I've that seen music. A few bands Rush. that had uh, drummers as Primus. lead singers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a certain genre, man. That's a punk. Maybe it could just be rock and roll too. Foo Fighters. <clears throat> but it doesn't seem to be like a... J-Rad. J-Rad is, is a drummer band. John Russo's... No pop dead. songs. No pop music. Genesis. Mm. Phil Collins was the lead drummer. That was kind of pop, wasn't it? 80s pop? Mm-hmm. Modern pop wouldn't have a lead drummer singer. Mm. Yeah, Good. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of that stuff's not even real instruments anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. But like, pretending that it is. They're like, hey, we're going to form a pop band. All right, cool. Check this out. The lead heard programmed our drums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I hate that perspective, but it's true. But if it was like lead singer, drummer, like, all right, I'm interested. That's different. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. But what if they're like lead instrument, lead singer, piece of grass? Yeah. It's limited, though. It's Wait, really limited, the but noises this guy will you can make. Mind, or this but what's the mind? smallest that would still be a game changer? <clears throat> smallest instrument? That would work. To, to lead and be wild. And yeah, be, yeah. Um, Flutes in the contention. Uh, harmonica, Willie Nelson. Uh, uh, to me, I think of harmonica uh, more than a guitar. It feels to me like it would have to be an instrument that didn't require wind so that you could play it while you were singing. That's it. Uh, so it uh, can't be the harmonica oh, yeah, and singing at the same time Strings? unless you do a loop. But the What's the tiny string instrument? Ukulele. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. Lead singer, ukulele. <laughs> You're like, okay, uh, you just changed the, the game. Wash the bass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, fiddle, violin. That's pretty small. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> uh, f- what about like... Uh, <laughs> tiny fiddle? What about um, bones? Bones. <laughs> and you're the lead spoons. singer. Spoons. Spoons. Is that smaller? No, that's not really necessarily smaller than the other things we've said. Yeah. Well, I think music can Maybe be a lot. The size of doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the smallest? What's the smallest we've got? Coffee straw. Like, there's some guy on the internet that plays a straw, and it sounds like he's playing. I've heard this. A wind instrument, but it's just a little straw. But what about non-wind? Smallest non-wind game-changing lead singing instrument. 
finger tambourines. Boom. Or the little, the, no, the little. Uh, <laughs> there we go. The little sound machine that's like fart sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a fart sound. But I think yeah. that the little finger symbols is yeah one of the smallest. But I think going back to what you said about technology, the real answer is a little pad. Where they make any sound Sample in the bad. world, Sample and that's in, that's so disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like cheating to me, but I, I don't I don't deny the fact that people have made amazing stuff that way. Or MP3 player, right? Play <clears throat> just a play button. It's tiny, and you could play almost anything. That seems like cheating. It's like what what would you do it's if like you could only waffles. if you could only have one wish from a genie? What would you do? I would ask for a million, like infinite wishes. In it's like that's cheating. What's the smallest instrument you can have and still be successful? A button that accesses the entire <laughs> internet. That's not fair. That's not an instrument. No. <laughs> no, it's you said the smallest. It's this big. I press it. Any possible sound that has ever existed. How about that? <laughs> Jeez, that's so cheating. Well, you can wear it on your wrist. <laughs> that's I'd like I'd rather have somebody have the courage to just say finger symbols. Finger symbols. Take it or leave it. I'm revolutionary. Maybe finger symbol. Maybe the little shaker egg. Yeah, the little yeah. shaker. <laughs> dude, dude, who would, who would do that? Sting. <laughs> Sting might rock that and he stands up there and just goes Rolling Stones. Yeah, yes, dude. Those people are... Dude, they're like, I dare you to say this isn't cool. Yeah. Find someone else that would shake this thing in front of you and you think's cool. Most other people, you just go, you're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys rock the shaker. Mick Jagger, dude. Yep. I'm more of a Sting fan than a Mick Jagger fan myself. Mm -hmm. I like Sting. But he's still got a little bit of that flair to him, but it's more of a chilled out, like cigarette smoking cool version. Did you ever watch that <clears> documentary <throat> that interviewed all these different celebrities about their experiences with acid mm -hmm. and sting? sting. Yeah, yeah, like no. it might have been like ayahuasca or something. Or yeah, peyote. psychedelic. Yeah. Peyote. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just it was a no, that movie made me crack up because mm -hmm. it was great. Yeah, there was one. I think he ate acid, and he's on he's on his big property and. England like a castle, <clears throat> but then as soon as he as soon as it hits his like uh, horse person or something, it's like hey, this horse is having trouble birthing. I need your help, and he had to help birth uh, like a cow. No or, way, or a horse on acid, yeah. <laughs> like reach in. And pull. That's got to be planned, don't you think? That's planned. It's just, no, it's just bad timing. Bad timing, yeah. Bad timing. <laughs> you really think oh, so? Oh man, yeah. I definitely should have taken that. Yeah. Acid. Oh, shit. <laughs> This was not birth smart. Birth a cow or a horse or goat or something. Do you think there's something deep inside of you that can override it and just be like, yeah. I'm yeah. going to focus anyway. Boom, yeah. I'm locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're, you're still in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when your mom walks in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I'm cool, Mom. I'm <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm Are going you? to bed a little early tonight. I don't mm. feel great. <laughs> left, right, left, right. <laughs> Get to the bed and lay down. Sting is cool. What a journey. See, we traveled a lot tonight and didn't go anywhere. Yep. Just goes to show you. All the way to Michigan and Nevada and Florida and beyond. <laughs> yep. I haven't gone to so many Something places. I, I want to go to so many, but 
So Denmark, that seems like uh, maybe just from you saying I mean, that, it puts easy. on the list of one that I'd love to visit. Just yeah. you saying that. They seem to be good <clears throat> at uh, designing and operating a country. Denmark, the Danes. I like that it's We are good at designing a country. Mm-hmm. Denmark. That would right. be the commercial. Yeah. Wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah. Danny K? that his name? No. The dance. He he was famous. He did. It was in White Christmas with Bing Crosby. His name's Danny K. Oh yeah yeah. Fifties like, you know, movie star. Mm-hmm. He looked a lot like my mom's dad, who was he was Danish. He was an Anderson. But he came over in a boat of Swedes, and they he went through Ellis Island, or his parents, I think, actually it was, went through Ellis Island and changed, their name got changed to the S-O into the Swedish spelling, but they were Danish. Do you feel any desire to, like, go there, to feel that, like, I'm home? No, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, you know. Yeah. I'd like to just go to see it in Norway and, like, yeah. I don't know. They make nice sandwiches in Denmark. <laughs> really good sandwiches. That sounds Unique good. Too. We make good I sandwiches. Like sandwiches. <laughs> Denmark. I love a good sandwich. Stinky cheese on there. Yeah. So maybe that's some But see, I don't feel that feeling towards the Denmark. I want to visit just because, like, that sounds really cool. But with something like Lithuania, I have this metaphysical feeling. Mm-hmm. That, like, ultimately... I. I've researched Lithuania. They actually have some cool beaches, but ultimately it's not like, oh, I really want to visit the terrain of Lithuania. It's a people thing. Mm -hmm. So I would say currently how I feel, mostly I don't really care. But every once in a while, uh, I don't care about needing to go to Lithuania. Like I could live my whole life, never visit Lithuania. That's fine. But like there's still a small percentage of me that goes, but I do want to see what happens. And part of it's Lithuania. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, uh, and I don't believe something magical is going to happen. I'm not talking about literally that. Mm -hmm. But, but it feels like, but maybe, (laughs) you know, like, but maybe I'll go. I'm home. You know, (laughs) but why the hell would I feel like that? It's so weird. Mm -hmm. I think that's why people do pilgrimages to places is so they can see if that feeling happens. Yeah, I'm home right now. It's like the feeling you get when you sit down and stare at a campfire. It's like that's comforting way it's back. so primitive. Way back. I feel that <laughs> the feeling. Back of your brain like stand. I'm home. Like, I'm yeah, home right now. Looking up at the stars. Yeah. That, yeah, stars so do that done. for me. The ocean does that for me. But that's partially also just my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Growing yeah, up at the ocean, that's an individual kind of thing. But still, a lot mm-hmm. of ocean in this world. A lot of humans mm-hmm. have sat there and looked at those waves oh, yeah. before us and been like, this feels special. You know, but then there's the the not religious part, but semi-religious part is me being Jewish. So that's the thing I'm I'm working on another uh, like in the beginning stages of making another one of those like teaching shorts that I do or those yeah. video shorts called Lithuanian Jew, <clears throat> and like my this kind of feeling. Uh, and so. I remember, I think I told you this story, but I don't know if I told you or maybe vice versa. That feeling where I, when I was in Israel, Palestine, talking to the guy at Passover, I told you. I remember this one. But I don't think I told you. So just real quick story. So we're at visiting Israel, Palestine. We're at the Western Wall, which is sometimes called the Wailing Wall. Mm-hmm. We're at the Western Wall. And it was Passover. We were there making videos. And... uh I saw this 
orthodox Jewish guy with like the outfit with like the black hat and the hair curls and like what you'd see in the movie scene, like the Hasidic Jew. Uh, and yeah, a lot of times I can't, you can't really chat with them because they don't speak English or they kind of just like all hover around each other. And it's very difficult to break in. It's like an ultimate kind of click, which I'm sure every culture a lot, especially like if you think of religions, there's probably plenty of religions where it's like, yeah, these people wear these outfits and they just kind of are together. You can talk to them, but they don't really want to talk to you. You know, it's like, how do you even say anything? Right. <clears throat> and I just got lucky and there was this, uh, there's this menorah thing, which is not, don't picture like a little one. It was like the seven foot tall gold one. Mm-hmm. Because in the Bible, there's a, like the, the stuff inside the temple and all the furniture in the temple that God told them to build and all these things are covered in gold and they're inside this holy building. That doesn't exist anymore. And the Jews, one of the reasons they're trying to get a certain, where the Dome of the Rock is, the mosque, they want to put a new temple there and put all the furniture in there. Mm -hmm. They want to do their own place of worship again that they think God told them to build. So that's like the, deep dive under to the religious reasoning behind some of the struggle of Israel, Palestine, that's, there's a whole nother like horror, political, horrible, modern, you know, but there are just some purists in religion that go, no, God told us to put the, our, the, the menorah there. Right. Like, so I don't, I don't have anything against you, but if you could just move your worship building over here, because we're, God told us to put that thing there. Yeah. You know, that's, I'm trying to believe the best and not the murderous part, but just that. Anyway, this guy, we see, they built, they built, they're getting ready for maybe a potential temple. So there was the actual rebuilt golden menorah in like bulletproof glass, just in case they can build the temple there. They already have the menorah. Like, this is amazing. Like a serious commitment and faith. And there's this Orthodox guy. And I used to wear tassels sometimes. It was like kind of this. Weird reminder. Did you guys ever see me do that? I think I, I remember seeing some tassels. Yeah, I would do it. It was like this little weird reminder of like, I grew up, I knew that I was Jewish, but I didn't even know what it meant. And I wasn't even around anybody observing Judaism. But then my grandma would be like, remember, you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. And then I started to learn what it meant. And I went, I wonder if that means anything to be that. Because it's not, it's more than a religion. It's a DNA thing. And it's right. like kind of a rare thing in the world, right? To be like, no, you're the word for your religion is the same word as your people group because we are the exact, there isn't a separation in that. It's a weird concept. Mm -hmm. So I am that. (laughs) And, and, and I used to go, but I'm not, no, but I'm not that because I don't believe all of that same stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's irrelevant. You are Jewish. It'd be like someone saying like, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm Irish. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're Irish. The DNA test says you're Irish. So say what you want, but you are. So, but, but if you add religion to that, Mm -hmm. you're like, that's not fair. I don't want to pick, I get to pick my own religion. Right. right? So I've always kind of thought like, I'm an independent person. I just think what I want to think, believe what I want to believe. Keep in mind, there are actually a lot of Jewish atheists. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's been proven. We're not all the same. We don't all believe the same thing. Anyway, so I said to this guy, I go, can I ask you something? Why do you think we wear tassels? And I didn't even tell him anything about being a pastor because like, I would have like completely side, like made the conversation weird. Yeah. 
And he says, the Torah. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's like the first five books, like the all the commandments. Like basically he's saying God told us to wear the tassels. And I go, well, yeah, I know, but why do you think God told us to wear the tassels? And he goes, you sound Lithuanian. Huh. And I went, what? He goes, you sound Lithuanian. And I go, I'm Lithuanian. And he goes, yeah, that's how Lithuanians talk. And I go, no, no, I'm not from there. Right. I'm born and raised in the United States. I didn't even know I was Jewish for most of my life. And then I finally figured out what it was. I'm just like, that's, that's cool. That's part of me. I'm not actually Jewish. He's like, well, anyway, you sound like a Lithuanian Jew. And I was just like, for the first time in my life, I was like, is it possible for my faith to be embedded in my DNA? Is it be like a faith DNA strand? It's like, you will believe in something, you know? And it's like, I'm just that. But and so I woke, woke up in this world, always believing in something. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in church. Right. I was like, there's something that connects us all. It was like a more of a very generic universe has a personality, I think. It wasn't like male dominant, you know, patriarchal. It was just like energy. You know I'm here. I think we're, this is a thing. I was always like that. Then religion, I got introduced to religion, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was the answer. Like I always knew there was something. Thank you for telling me what it was. That's kind of how I was. Yeah, it, there is a thing, and here it is. It's God, and here's the Bible. And I went, oh. I think there's a lot of people in the that's world that cool. that's what happened to them. They go, I think there's something. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, yeah, and it's Islam. Mm-hmm. It's the Quran. And they went, oh, oh, thanks. I did, always wondered what the answers were. <laughs> and then I think one day I went, what if it's more than that? Yeah. Like, what if it's, some of it actually is true and some of it's not really how that stuff went down and but it's good it's got some good stuff and definitely been hijacked it's got some good stuff and there's other people I also said some really good stuff and maybe this stuff's real maybe Everyone's we have right. maybe we yeah maybe we have hope for something so maybe it's like in my in my DNA so there's part of me that's like oh and I make it, I want to make a video about that that story I just cool. told called Lithuanian Jew you just, just did. tell my Oh, hell yeah. I just did. This is recording. Is this recording? Guys, can you make sure? We'll just get the team to work on it later. (laughs) The crew will work on it later, yeah. That's awesome. Yo, do you know that we're on YouTube now? So if you've just been listening only, you're like, I wonder what their facial expressions were like when they were saying all these things and talking about these places. What do they look like? What kind of hats are they wearing? What kind of plaid shirts are they wearing? Uh, yeah, you can actually watch us have these conversations, not just listen. So you can go to thingsaboutthings.com, click on videos, and just go to YouTube and find us and like and subscribe and all those things that I'm supposed to say. Thanks for watching or listening or both. <laughs>